Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spirited and spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning, dedicated to right relationship with ourselves, with one another, and with the planet. We come from a long history of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in everyone. So in the spirit of that heritage, we greet the divine in the other people around us in the comments, if we have comments in the way that we're watching this service, or we just hold one another in our hearts and send greetings that way. I invite you to join me as we say our chalice lighting words together. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Two different ways of saying a similar thing from two different minds. First, from the poet, William Blake. He who binds to himself a joy does the winged life destroy. But he who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity's sunrise. And from acclaimed children's author, Kate D. Camello, from her book, Because of Winn-Dixie. There ain't no way you can hold on to something that wants to go. You understand? You can only love what you got while you got it. This congregation wrote a mission statement to guide our decisions as we move together into the future. It works as our congregation's guide, and it can also work as our individual guide if we would like it to. We wrote it on the wall, and we say it together every Sunday. Together we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. One of the ways that we build beloved community is by lifting the veil a little bit for ourselves on things we may not know. And of course, there are things that we don't know that we don't know. And so as we become more aware, somehow our perspective can change. So what I want to tell you about today is a UCLA study that shows that of all the words for women that are slang words for women, and of all the words for men that are slang for men, 
90% of the words for women were negative or became negative over time, over the centuries. Whereas only 46% of the recorded words for men became negative over the centuries. Just ponder that, interpret as you will, and notice, 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 notice. Good morning and Happy New Year. I'm at church today and I'm walking into our church kitchen because today's story takes place in a kitchen on New Year's Day. In this story, they're making a special kind of soup. In my family, we make black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. What does your family do on New Year's Day? If you don't do anything, maybe ask your family members and friends if they have any traditions. Freedom Soup by Tammy Charles, illustrated by Jacqueline Alcantara. Today is New Year's Day. This year, I get to help make Freedom Soup. T. Grand says, I've got a heart made for cooking, and it's time I learn how. Outside, snow is piling cottony thick. Inside, warm, sweet air flows. Haitian compa pours through the speakers. The shake-shake of maracas vibrates down to my toes. T. Grand's feet tap-tap to the rhythm. We pause our dancing, and Tigran says, First bell is the apice. She places the pilon between my knees. Click, clack, click, clack. Together, we mash the garlicky herbs to the compa beat. Then, we add it to our meat and let it rest. Next is your favorite, the pumpkin. Tigran smiles and pulls it out of the boiling water. Ribbons of steam dance up to the ceiling. She lets me peel the pumpkin. The skin melts off like butter. Then Tigran browns the meat in a new pot and gathers the rest of the ingredients. Pumpkin, herbs, potatoes, carrots, cabbage, and celery. Your turn, she says. One by one, I slide the ingredients into the bubbling liquid. The pumpkiny garlic smell swirls all around us. Know why they call it freedom soup, Tigran asks. Because it's free? It's the same answer I always give. Tigran laughs her loud, deep belly laugh. Oh, Belle, nothing in this world is free, not even freedom. She begins to tell a story, the same one she tells every year, a story of the place she was born, Haiti. Long ago, my country was a land of sugarcane and coffee fields, and my people were enslaved, working under the fiery sun, growing vegetables, making soup for their masters. Soup they were never allowed to eat themselves. Freedom soup was only for the free. No soup for New Year's? My face feels hot. And then what happened? I asked. Years passed. The enslaved people's hands were tired, spirits shattered, bloodshed, freedom stolen, pride gone. Enough was enough. It was time to fight and win back their freedom. The trumpet blares. I hear it, Tigran. The revolution is here. The compa beat drums through my skin. I see them, the fire dancing in their eyes as they fight to take back what's theirs. 
I see the colors of freedom, the tan streets of Port-au-Prince covered in broken black chains, kettles of hot yellow soup, a sweet pumpkiny garlic aroma filling the air. I see Tigran's people, my people, eating soup to celebrate the end of slavery, eating soup to celebrate the start of freedom. We clap our hands and sing to the sky, Haiti is free! Freedom soup for everyone! T. Grand lowers the flame while I throw in the pasta. My grandmother taught me this tradition to my mama, who taught it to me. I taught it to your mother, and I'll teach it to my children one day. Tigran's dark eyes smile as we rest in the living room, and she pulls me in real close, and they'll share it with everyone who'll come after. The pumpkiny garlic smell scents the air as cousins, uncles, and aunts arrive and dance. We share stories of Tigran's faraway island and taste freedom again and again and again. What a lovely soup you made, Belle, they say. I puff out my shoulders wider than the Haitian mountains, stand so tall I can almost touch the moon. All around, just like my family, people gather and share. In our house, we celebrate until the last drop of soup is gone, gone, gone. Our meditative reading is two ways of saying a similar thing from two different minds. The first comes from Ann Landers, the pen name of Epi Letterer, an American journalist and advice columnist. Some people believe holding on and hanging in there are signs of great strength. However, there are times when it takes much more strength to know when to let go and then do it. Or, in the words of the divine Beyonce Knowles, I finally found the good in goodbye. This is the time in our service when we enter into prayer and meditation with one another, quietly speaking or listening to God as we understand God, or listening to our inner wisdom, or just watching our breath as it comes in and out of our bodies. This is our burning bowl Sunday, the first Sunday in January, the first Sunday of the new year, where we burn things we want to leave in the last year where we burn things we want to let go of, where we try to balance our instincts about what to let go and what to keep as we move into the future. Maybe that's something you would like to think about in our brief time of silence together. Now you are welcome to light candles of joy or sorrow, hope, memory, or determination. I light a candle this morning for sorrow about the death of David Nemage. He had a happy life. 
He made a best life. But it was over too soon. Today is the burning bowl service. We let go of things that we need to let go of. We let go of resentments. We let go of things that people have said to us that we don't want to hang on to. We, we let go of our judgments about other people, maybe, if that's safe. When we're here in the sanctuary together... We use flying spirit paper and let our wishes and regrets go that way. I'm making a wish right now that I get to see you all, all of you, in person within this year. 
This has been hard to stand. And now, because it's very rainy outside, we are not going to my fire bowl, but we are going to continue this talk at my fireplace. In my life, I have let things go too easily. There was a time when my sons were grown and they went off to college and I got so sad that I just left for another place. And the way we cleared out the house was so haphazard. We sold everything, we gave everything away. And there are things now that I wish I had. I look back on that as kind of a crazy time when I lost my balance, my ability to tell what to let go of and what not to let go of. But I'm going to let go of that grief because, you know, we do our best. We're just doing our best with the information and with the person we are at the time. And so... I'm letting go of the mistakes I made during that time when I was a sad, sad mama. On the other hand, some things really don't take any brain power at all. You know you need to let them go because they're hurting you or they're hurting people you love. You try to let go of terrible habits, but those are really hard. But you can try burning your habits in the fire. Here's a good chant to use while you're using your fire. In the fire, in the fire, you're going to burn my burdens in the fire. In the fire, in the fire, you're going to burn my burdens in the fire. One of the things that hurts you and the other people with you are when you hang on to something somebody said to you and you cannot let it go. My wife, I married very well is good at letting things go that I say when I might be a little too tired or cranky. She tells me this is the secret to a long marriage, and I believe her. We're about to have our seventh anniversary, and we've been together longer than that. Seventh wedding anniversary. She knows the secret to a long marriage is letting some things go. I think when you are feeling resentment, It's good to let those go. Those are hard to let go too, resentments are. But you know, the 12-step people have a great prayer called the resentment prayer where, and I've told you some about this before, where you pray or wish for the other person all the things in their life that you want in your life. And so you would pray that they would have good relationships, that they would have a nice home to live in, that they would have enough food, that they would have friends, that they would achieve their dreams or at least know what they are and the good news is you don't have to mean it it works anyway the resentment prayer can help you let go of resentments of the other person because really it's not with the other person the resentment is in you and so the resentment prayer changes you so I have some resentments right now they're mostly political They're mostly sorrow and outrage at the way things have been going. 
grief. At the just stupid way that things have been handled. So that so many people have died that don't have to. I am going to let go of my grief, but I'm not going to let go of my rage. Because rage fuels me. I can't let go of my grief either. But I'm just going to throw this year into the fire. One of the things I want to tell you to let go of is try to improve yourself. Now, hear me out. I think one of the things that Unitarian Universalists are so good at is improving ourselves. And sometimes it makes us a little cranky because we're not able to do the things that we want to do. We try and try and can't get there. Or we watch somebody else try and try. Or we know exactly what they should do in order to improve themselves, which is a lot more fun than thinking about improving ourselves. And so I'm going to tell you this. Only try to improve you. Let go of trying to improve other people into the fire. And only try to improve you every other day. And in between, rest. In the fire, in the fire, and burn my burdens in the fire. In the fire, in the fire, and burn my burdens in the fire. Going along with that is letting go of some things that you know you're never going to do. I had this idea that I was going to learn to be a good painter. I was going to learn to speak Spanish. That I was going to get better on my guitar. That I was going to learn how to do my own taxes. Well, I'm going to still try to do three of those things. But doing my own taxes, that's on my opposite of bucket list. Rhymes with bucket. But it's something I'm never going to do. Why? Why beat the dead horse of trying to become a, a go from a zero to a two at something when you could spend that beautiful life force going from something you're already an eight at to get to a ten so you'd be world class at something. I'm never going to be world class at doing people's taxes. So here's my opposite of bucket list going into the fire. Somebody might have done something to you this year that you want to forgive them for. That's a good thing to put in the fire. You might have done something to someone that you need to forgive you for. You can ask their forgiveness, but forgiving yourself is harder. Take your resentment toward yourself. Your anger at yourself and your grief over what you did. Resolve to be better. Make amends. Never did. Let's throw the pain of that into the fire. Let's make a new start. Let's not let this day be diminished by our old nonsense. Let go of standards that you set for your productivity before the pandemic. During the pandemic, y'all, really everything has changed. We have different expectations. You can't be 
the best parent, the best homeschooler, keep a clean house, uh, eat no sugar, drink no milk, take a walk every day. I mean, that person is probably not going to be you until things get back to normal. You are good and you're doing a good job because you're keeping everybody around you alive if you can. And keeping yourself going one day at a time, whether it's in bed or walking around. Throw those expectations into the fire and also your expectations of other people. Do you know all 12 step people that I love to quote? They say expectations are premeditated resentments. Actually, unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments. When you have an idea of how something's going to go, and it doesn't go that way. Man, you can really resent the people who kept it from going that way. Even though you didn't tell them what the plan was of how it should go. Gotta let that go. How do you know? What and when to let go? I don't know. I love burning things for the end of the year, though. That brings me to our last thing I wanted to talk to you about. Sometimes you need to let go of a person. It's sad. There's a wonderful, wise rabbi named Edwin Friedman who wrote a book called Friedman's Fables. And one of the fables is called The Bridge. So it goes like this. There is a man walking on the bridge, going to his destination, crossing this big chasm with a river at the bottom. And he meets a fellow traveler coming the other way who has a a big length of rope looped over his arm. And the guy says to our traveler, "Um, hey, would you hold the end of this rope, please, just for a little bit? And so our friend takes the end of the rope. Well, this other guy takes the rope and he puts it around his middle and knots it really tightly. And he goes, I'm going to jump over the edge. Hang on. And he jumps over the edge before our guy can do anything to prevent him. And so he's swinging there, he's hanging there, and our guy's holding onto the end of the rope, and, you know, he decides he might even use two hands. And after a minute, he goes, okay, are you coming back up? And the guy goes, no, I'm happy. I'm happy to just swing in here. You hold on, though. Don't hold on. And our guy goes, you know, really, I can't hold on that much longer. Uh, I'm going to have to let go. Well, how will I get back up? I don't know. I don't know. Let me let you back up right now. No, I don't feel like it. I I just want to hang here a little bit longer. You hold on, okay, because I'll die if you don't. Well, finally, you know, this goes on and on. Our guy pleading from the top of the bridge for this other fellow to let him pull him up, and the guy goes, no, no, I don't don't really want to come up. You're going to have to let me go. Or keep holding on. Well, our guy makes the hard decision and lets him go. Sometimes a person is hanging on to us and we are hanging on to them and we're not doing them any good and they are doing us a lot of harms. Might be time. Might be time to let someone else help them. Let them go. 
there's something that is doing you harm, you are not a quitter. You are smart. Hear me? Nobody stands outside of a building that's burning and yells at the people running out of the burning building, quitter, quitter. Some things need to be quit. My prayer for you all at the beginning of this year is that you would know what to hold on to and what to let go of. So you don't let go too easily. You don't hold on too hard. You don't hurt yourself and the people around you for whom you could be doing some good. And you do a lot of good, my beloveds. Do our good. We're going to get through this together. And we're going to keep letting go of things that we need to let go of. In the fire, in the fire, I'm going to burn my burdens in the fire. In the fire, in the fire, I'm going to burn my burdens in the fire. You burn your burdens. Let's go into this new year. Either. Let there now be an offering taken and gratefully received. One thing I do want to say is if you come here from another place and you're not a member of another church, please do consider donating here. If you're a member of another congregation that's just too small to be having regular services right now, please donate to them. I know they need it. And if you're not receiving the newsletter, please do go to the church's website and scroll all the way to the bottom and subscribe to the newsletter. And then you'll know everything that's going on here. I invite you to join me as we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Sing with me if you care to. The lone wild bird in lofty flight is still with thee, nor leaves thy sight. And I am thine, I rest in thee. Great Spirit, come and rest in me. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.